Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're, Will and I are recording in person right now, and we're staring at each other. We don't really ever do this. No, we don't. It's uh, Thanksgiving, so that's yeah. why we're in person. Yeah. We don't just hang out with each other for fun. We don't ever record in person. No, we don't. I know. Be nice if we like live by each other. We make like a little studio. Make a little studio. Doesn't have to probably do it here. We're in Dad's office right now. We'd have to change from owning virtual equipment to local equipment. I don't know know what that means, but we can figure it out. By we, I mean you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'd help. Yeah, I know most of the equipment what you need, but be expensive. Yeah, money we are not making on this podcast. Um, but yeah. Anyways, uh, we're gonna recap Andor here for everybody because um, yeah, the best show on television is finally wrapped. Ooh, it sucks to be every other. Disney Plus Star Wars show. Yeah. Even like every other Disney Plus show. I don't really like, like outside of Secret Invasion. Which hasn't come out yet. Yeah. And I, I mean, I guess like, yeah. You're banking on that one being good. Yeah, we are. We're kind of, we're putting a big expectation on that show. And I really hope I'm not disappointed by it. But same. Even mom was like, or whenever we finished the episode on Wednesday, she was just like, oh, I'm sad now. For Andor, yeah. Yeah, her and dad were going crazy for the show. Yeah, it's well, because season two isn't going to come out for another like two years, probably. No. No, because I forgot my Gilroy's. Yeah, he says, I'm like, oh, it won't be for a while. It's like, yeah, they haven't started filming yet. So, if they were filming right now, it would be late 2023 that we would see it. Yeah. But they aren't filming, and it'll take them. Five months to film. Yeah, because you're probably going to do it on location. In an ideal world. Well, that's what they did in the first one. First season. Well, they just changed management at Disney. Oh, yeah. Bob Iger's back, but Big Iger, he's the man. Hey, you look at what's come out under his record under Star Wars. Yeah, but that was the movies. Again. Any of the Mandalorian. He was like already on his way out at that point. Yeah, but I wouldn't say that this is a director's auto Bob Chapek. No, I wouldn't either. I'd so I mean like you just never know. Yeah, true, but I, I mean know. sometimes management gets in the way of things that like do well. Well, I, okay, well I guess I didn't realize we were gonna be I didn't think we'd be talking about this, but like so apparently well Chapek told Kathleen Kennedy's like, yo, stop announcing movies, we're on a hiatus. Like, stop announcing projects. And I think Iger is back because Iger is only back for two years. I have a gut feeling we're going to see a Star Wars movie fast tracked. That's bad. I, it, I, yeah. I, if it's not ready, it's bad. If it's, if it's not like ready, I don't know. Cause I know there's like this, this Lindelof guy who's writing the script. And that's Dave Filoni was in the writer's room for it. Yada, yada. Watchmen. Yeah. So. Lindelof, you made the Watchmen series on HBO. And that's arguably one of the best written TV shows, yeah. Yeah. And dialogue shows. So, I have a, I'm really excited to see what he does. I just hope he's not rushed to do it and it turns out crappy. Wait, Bob Iger's only back for two years? Bob, yeah, he's only back for two years. Why? Because Why Disney lost, I think Disney has lost $4 billion under Bob Chapek. That's all of Star Wars. Yeah, I know. But yeah, but again, like Star Wars returned on investment when they bought it. Um, what? Why is he only back for two years, though? Probably they want him to write the ship because under Bob Iger, they made a buttload of money. Yeah, I know. It was. Well, it's empty out of trash, but that has two things in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why doesn't he stay back longer, though? Well, I think because initially I think Bob Iger left and I, there was like rumors that he was planning a presidential run. And I don't know if you've ever seen Bob Iger talk. I'll tell you what that man. <laughs> I get like 
shades of like Obama when like Obama like talks and you just feel like like you're like oh wow. At least I can run for president if he's only there for two years. I need to start running now. Yeah, so I don't think he's gonna run for twenty twenty four, but I don't think he would run in general. I don't know. I, you get I some know. Disney CEO running people. Again, we never would have thought we would have seen the guy on Celebrity Apprentice. I guess <laughs> we're, we're getting off topic here, but like, I don't. I know. hope I, he's there for more than two years. I, I again, I do too, because Bob Iger did some really great things when he was at Disney, and I, 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 think, I learned all of this. Um, I was listening to Campy's show, and like, they he covers everything. We're not going to cover anywhere near that, but well, yeah, he gets more information than us. Yeah, we don't have Disney insiders yet. No, we don't. We yeah. get invited to movies first. We have to figure out how that happens. Yeah, we're re- we've really been trying to figure that one out. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah. But Big Iger's back. Hopefully, I don't know. I'm excited. I, I want to see Star Wars on the big screen. We're not even talking about Andrew right now, but whatever. We'll get there. Um, his greatest achievement was him getting Spider Man under Disney. That's best achievement. He also bought Pixar. So what? I guess like what has he done? He's he bought Lucasfilm. He bought. I think he bought the Marvel Studio. I think he got the MCU. Like, he did Fox and all that. Yeah, he did all of that. He did Fox. He did. Wait, no, he. I don't think he did Fox. I think Fox was JPEG. I don't know, but I know he brought in Spider Man. Yeah, because it was crazy. He, I remember seeing him on Jimmy Kimmel talking about how the whole story about how they bought him back. They brought Spider Man back for No Way Home, which he was always going to come back, but. For No Way Home or Civil War? No Way Home. His con- Tom Holland's contract was done and Sony was going to get the rights back to him. Oh, that's right. Because then there's the post of Tom Holland and Robert Downey Jr. is like, Mr. Stark, we did it. Well, and he posted both of Wall Street and he's like, I'm not leaving. Yeah. That's a- so I think that's his greatest achievement because Sony isn't like a dirt poor company. <laughs> Yeah, no, Sony. no offense to 20th Century Fox, but yeah, I mean, Sony like can stand on its own two feet. I feel like Fox can too, for the most part. Yeah, I guess I'd have to look at what Fox put out recently, but if I'm just going off of all I think of when I hear of Fox is like the original Star Wars movies and the X Men and the most recent X Men movies have not been the greatest. Yeah, I'm sure they put out other stuff, but. Again, we're two guys podcasting in our parents' basement right now. I yeah, I don't know about any of the stuff with the movies. I hope they don't fast track the movies because I read something saying the complete opposite. Well, I heard that. So again, I'm reporting on things I've heard on other podcasts, but they were saying that apparently, like this is what I heard on John Campy shows. Like they initially thought like Kathleen Kennedy would be safe. Apparently, like she's not safe. Like they're they're moving to get rid of her before Indiana Jones five or after. I read the same. Th- I read like five other news line headlines yeah. post that. It's and it's like, like Variety, uh, Polygon, Hollywood Reporter. I think yeah. maybe. And at this point, it's like I don't know. Like I can't think. We've talked. We talked about Kathleen Kennedy last week, on like how she's like probably one of the greatest producers ever because we looked at her resume. It's yeah, she has a great production record. It's like damn near immaculate, but um. Part of the group project and it's just, don't it's do any work. The project, the problem is, is like I don't know who I would have take over Lucasfilm because Lucasfilm isn't just Star Wars. Yeah, well, yeah, we realized that once they started promoting Willow, yeah, and nobody <laughs> knows who that is. Apparently, a lot of people do. Like, it looks good, and I'm like, I don't know. I've never heard of Willow, but it has uh, Warwick Davis. Yeah, Warwick Davis in it. I'll probably watch the first episode. I probably won't. I know. I don't know. Maybe I have. To, I feel like I'd have to see the first one to talk about this one. I don't want to go back and watch that first one. <laughs> I don't even know what the first one is. Is it a movie? Is it a TV show? It has think, to be a movie. I think it's a movie. It's probably because they make a Disney Plus show out of it. Yeah. So they um, can come back and make another TV show. Yeah, but I, it's just like so. If they replace Kathleen Kennedy with, let's say, let's say for like arguments like they do John Favreau because they wouldn't put Dave Filoni there probably not which is fine I'm okay with and I'm okay with that I hope I mean John Favreau is a very intelligent man 
do you think he puts Dave at like that? Like he re kind of like restructures Lucasfilm and puts Dave at the top of everything and being like the, I guess the creative head of everything like movies and TV. I don't know. It depends on what their goal is. I mean, yeah. unfortunately we are not in on those meetings. Yeah. I don't know. They should put Tony Gilroy there at the head of Lucasfilm. Yeah. Kind of like what they did at DC with James um, Gunn. And, uh, dude, uh, what if they did that thing with at Lucasfilm, but they put Filoni and Favreau, the head of Lucasfilm? I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they put two people. Honestly, like. Let it have two people in one. Yeah. Some of the Bond's ideas off of. No. I have no idea. I know Marvel probably Marvel will probably do the best though with Bob Iger coming back. Honestly, I kind of hope Bob Iger comes in and he cuts some of these extraneous shows that are coming out. He might. Who knows? And it's like no offense to the actors, actresses, and like the crew. And I know, like, it's like oh, it's people jobs. It's like we're like let's just be honest. We're cheapening the Marvel product with everything. Yeah, I mean, if you want to look at it like that, I don't think you should cut things that are already filmed. Like that girl. <laughs> Like that was a ninety million dollar movie that just got cut, and like that girl who played I hear that movie sucks. But like again, I read the complete opposite. Yeah, so like know. you're doing a he said she said thing. Where it's like I heard it sucks. Oh, well, I heard it was really good. Yeah. So like, true. I don't know, but and we've never seen a Batgirl movie. Yeah, was she showing up in anything? She's not showing up in the Flash, is she? Not anymore. If she was going to, yeah. So, but I don't think you should cut stuff like that. But stuff that's in like pre-production, yeah, go ahead and like, cut it. Echo, we have been on record. We're not excited for Echo. Well, that's in production. So, is it in production? Yeah, they started. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they started filming. Crap, it's coming out. Watch the next year. <laughs> watch the show blow my socks off for all this crap I've talked about it. Well, I, I think people said that Marvel is going to do the best under it. A because. Unfortunately, Star Wars is taking a backseat to Marvel. Yeah. Which is a sad world. It is a sad world. Um, also, it's something about like the trailers. Like they wanted Bob JPEG wanted more of the trailers to have more information in them. I don't know. There was a whole like story with that last week. Yeah, and people are like because like fans are, like, oh, they're revealing too much of the story. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't care. Tra- I think people don't know that trailer companies are like external parts of outsourced. Yeah. They're, they're, it's not like in-house trailers aren't made in-house. Well, I think they're done by the marketing team in-house, but that means they people tell have to, what they can do, but they don't make the trailers in-house. Well, people have to see the movie to make the trailer. They have to know what's happening. Yeah. Like, so they have to understand the story to be like, we can put this in. Yeah. Like they digitally removed three Spider-Men. They did, and then you watch Lizard's face get punched yeah. in midair. So, and that's just happening more and more nowadays, where they digitally remove things. Yeah, like um, it goes back to Infinity, Infinity War. War. Infinity yeah. War started it. Yeah, they just filmed a scene that just didn't ever happen in the movie. Which, They're all running at the end towards the camera in the first trailer. I thought they were, but he was in the Hulkbuster armor. They just replaced him with Hulk. No, that shot, like, never happened, I don't think. Oh. It's also like in Black Adam, when he's, like, flying and he slams down the F-22s. Yeah, that scene definitely didn't happen. I don't remember there being F-22s in the movie. No, when I was watching the movie, I'm like, I can't wait to watch this scene where he punches the planes out of the air. Never happened. Now, you could say, going to Rogue One, all of Rogue One was different, but that's because it was a different movie when the first trailer came out. When the first trailer came out... The third act was different than what the final trailer was. And then there's that stupid line. I'm sorry. It was just a stupid line. Jen's like, I'm a rebel. Or it's like, what? what is, um, what did she say? It's like, why do you do what you do? They're interrogating her in. She's um, like, I'm a rebel. I rebel. That's the stupidest line I have ever. Like, if that line is stuck on the movie, I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, that would have been brutal, but I would have got through it because that first trailer was one of the best Disney Star Wars trailers. That was wild. That was, that was the best. Because it... Yeah, that was the best Disney Star Wars trailer for anything. Because it, Imper- it played the Imperial Siren going off. Yeah, I don't know. That first last... I think the first Last Jedi trailer... 
I give it to Rogue One. Okay. Rogue One didn't have anything going into it. Last yeah. Jedi had a lot of momentum going that, into but it. But that, that we hadn't seen anything out of The Last Jedi. So when that was the first thing we saw, we hadn't seen anything out of Rogue One. We didn't even know what Rogue One was. It was hype, but like I, I think I was more hyped when The Last Jedi teaser came out. I can say confidently looking back that I would have been more excited for Rogue One. Well, not more excited, but the trailer was better for Rogue One than The Last Jedi. I disagree, but... Well, it was a good trailer, though. I mean, everybody loves the Imperial Siren. I think just because there was so much momentum going into The Last Jedi, the Rogue One trailer had nothing. I'm going to have to rewatch the Rogue I've rewatched The Last Jedi trailer a lot. When you start with nothing and you build hype versus if you have <laughs> last movie going into another mm-hmm. movie, it's pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah. But so yeah, all of the third act was reshot by Tony Gilroy. Who a lot of more of the movie was reshot by Tony Gilroy as well. Because like in the um in the trailer, I think it's in the first Rogue One trailer. Saw is bald. He is. Is he bald at the beginning of the movie? No, he's got hair the whole movie. And I remember watching him like, when is this guy going to be bald? He has and then he dies, in- and I'm like, well, he's not going to be bald again. He has hair in Rogue One, so I guess they're committed now to the. Hair saw Guerrero. Hashtag bring back bald song. <laughs> I don't I don't yeah. I would have that's the only movie that I think I would have loved to see. Yeah. Like before it got I mean maybe the Black Panther 2. I would have loved to see like what it would have been like if Chadwick was still around. Yeah, national script. Yeah. Yeah. That would have I would have been very see. interesting. Would have been different. Um, I mean we've already seen the original Rise of Skywalker script. Which is good, but then there's parts of it that aren't good either. No, yeah, there are parts that I really love and parts I'm like, ooh, this is a little shaky. Yeah. So, but I think Rogue One is, yeah, 100, because we've already gotten to see the Snyder cut. We've seen the director's cut. So, and I know that they're sitting around. Disney has a version, a copy of the movie that uh, Gareth Edwards made. Yeah, they have to. There, It has to be somewhere in the archives. I would love to watch it. I'd love to watch a documentary on it. That's honestly like my favorite stuff. Okay. Never mind. That's pretty generalized statements. I love documentaries of Star Wars. I wanted I just want to know why they cut everything they did. Because from what from what it sounded like, it didn't sound terrible. No, because they had Vader killing everybody. And yeah, that would have like been people, a war. Every, the entire squad didn't die on the beach. Like, I think Jin or Cassian, one of them made it out alive. And then, like, maybe two other people. Yeah. Everybody I, wasn't supposed to die. And then Tony, and then they all died. Yeah. I'm but kind of okay with all of them dying. I am too, but I'm okay with, none of, like, a couple of them surviving as well. I think most need to die. I think one of your main characters needs to die, too. <clears throat> and then, I guess if people are like, like, oh, where are they in the original trilogy? Bro, you don't follow everybody in the original trilogy. Yeah. Like, you don't very- see Mon Mothma until the end. Yeah, you don't see Ahsoka at all. Yeah, because he's like, well, where are they in the original trilogy? He's like, we only follow three people. The whole time, that's the point of the story. How, like, Lando just went from, like, totally screwing them over to being a general in, like, a span of a year. Yeah, nobody talks about that. <laughs> nobody talks about that at all. Yeah. Because they didn't expect it to be this big. No. I mean, obviously, George was like, I knew it was going to be nine story, like, a nine-part saga. It's like, yeah, okay, I'm sure. You probably had that idea, and then you were like, that'd be cool to develop upon. And then when you made the first movie, he's sitting there like, this movie's going to bomb. I'm making my next movie. And then it does great. Of course, you're going to sit there and be like, well, he went to, he went to Hawaii. Yeah, and he was making his next movie. Was oh, it, yeah, it, wasn't, it was Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, he was like, well, I don't know if it was Raiders, but I know he went to Hawaii when the movie released, and he was like, this movie isn't going to do well. I think it was Raiders, because I think Raiders came out in 79. It might have been. I don't know. I just know no, that. Maybe it was. Yeah, because I think, because that's why um, Irvin Kirshner came in. Because, well, George was too taxed after directing the first movie because he was like losing hair and having huge panic attacks. Either way, I mean, he was obviously when your movie does well, you'd be like, yeah, of course I had this plan. <laughs> Give me, yeah, I had a plan all along. Yeah. Which, no disrespect to him, but still. Well, have you you read my um, the Star Wars graphic novel, right? 
based on the original screenplay of Star Wars, which ba- is yeah, it's like all three comic. movies. Yeah, it's the comic book. I love that. Mm-hmm. I, but yeah, I don't know. I I just want to see what the original Rogue One script was because Krennic was on the beach, Vader was on the beach. Yeah, that would have been such a good movie. Yeah, that I, I don't think the movie would have been. I don't think it would have been better, but I don't think it would have been that much worse. I, it could be. You never okay. If the writing involves, I'm a rebel. I rebel. I don't know. I guess it's what other clunky lines are going to be in there. I, I, I'm curious to. I would love to know the cutoff point where it became Tony Gilroy's movie. Yeah. Because I mean, Andor doesn't show much of like similarities between Rogue One. Because if he reshot all the third act, the entire third act was just one big action sequence. Yeah, and Andor is not. Andor is not the last episode, like the last half of the episode is. But there's been like three action sequence, three or three or four action sequences in the whole show. You have the end of you have episode three. You have Aldani. You have Aldani. You have have Prison Break. Prison Break, and then you have this episode. The last, yeah, twenty minutes of this episode. of Rick's Road. It's just a good launching point in. It was a really good episode. It was, yeah. There was not a lot of dialogue. This was a lot more like visual storytelling. Yeah, and like, um, like actors. Uh, I know, I never know what the word is called when like you look at their facial expressions, nonverbal expressions. Yeah, this is like a nonverbal episode. Yeah, it's- like you gather like what the characters are feeling just through like looks and like emotions. Mon Mothma shipping her daughter off. I wish she was in this episode more. I do too. It was at the end. I was like, oh, I wish we had like gone back to Coruscant to see Mon. Being like, yeah, this. Oh. I want to talk about her. Yeah, first, dude, she screwed over. Her cab driver is listening in. Well, yeah, well, because she said initially, she's like, I think my cab driver is ISB. And I think honestly, I think she accused Perrin of gambling. So to set they, herself up exactly. So yeah. if like if they see shifts of her money where they don't know where it is. Well, we have it on record, her yelling at her husband about gambling. And honestly, Perrin's kind of the easiest guy to pin on that because he's already kind of a dirty dirt ball. It's it's easy to because I'm mean, well, I don't know, because the ISB officer that originally had Ferrix, I don't know what his name was. Blevin. Blevin. Um, he was he said to the driver, he's like, Keep your eye on her, she'll be crucial for something. I'm like, why are you already watching her though? Yeah. So I'm curious, like how it's going to tie in because I have an article about Tony Gilroy talking about season two already. So we'll talk about it in a minute, mm-hmm. but I, yeah. So yeah, she married off her daughter, which she said she wasn't going to do. Well, her daughter hates her. Her husband. I don't just like Mon Mothma, like continue on. I don't know. She's my favorite character of the season. Oh yeah. She went through the, mo- like, okay. There are people who went through a lot. Like Cassian went through a lot. Um, but this is all stuff I expected. I didn't expect Mom Mothma to go through any of this. I thought she was just going to be like a little cameo. No, in a couple episodes, I didn't think she was going to be like a fully fledged character. No, and like, which makes me happy. If you're trying to find a character who went through as much as Mon Mothma, I mean Obi Wan, but it's him. And then I can't think of anybody else besides her. It's Anakin. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, so many people love Anakin's character, and I'd like. Mom died. Get over. <laughs> I like look at it and I'm like, sorry. I forget. This is gonna sound bad, but I forget that like episode one happened and Anakin was still in slavery. Yeah, actually, now that we're saying, I forget this, that. Like, yeah, that was okay. A- Anakin is probably number two. All right, fine. Outside of the the golden duo, right there, who has gone through? Definitely not Luke. No, Luke's had it like pretty simple most yeah, of his life. He's a moisture farmer. How much are you actually doing farming moisture? Well, he lives on a desert planet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, There's like, a lot of moisture on Tatooine to begin with. Yeah, he's fixing machinery. It's not like he's out there like with a rake trying to get it out of the sky or something. God. But, yeah. No, Mon Mothma was, in my opinion, the goat of this season. God, and then I'm now thinking about Cassian. Like, he went through a lot. Yeah, he did go through a lot. But, like, I again, everything that like I saw with his character, I just... It's all st- like I expected him to go on a character arc. Yeah. So, like, there's people that I didn't expect to see, like, 
yeah. these are people that I just caught me off guard. So like her and uh, Kino. Oh yeah, dude. The breakout performance, or I guess like yeah, the breakout performance. I think I would say is Genevieve O'Reilly and Andy Circus, and then Andy Circus is a close second. And it's no disrespect to like Diego Luna, who we've been on. Record. We're Stellan Skarsgård. Yeah, or anybody a, else in the show. It's really hard to pick. Deidre was a great. Am I forgetting about her? And then don't forget our boy Cyril, who's like yeah, he showed up and I rolled my oh, eyes immediately. We're, so we were watching this. He with, said, "No, that's what happened." I know what you're going to say. So we were watching the show, and um, he saw Deidre. He saw. He goes, "It's her," and I hear Will. So like, it's me on like one side of the couch, it's my dad, then my mom, and then Will sitting on a chair the furthest away, and I hear him go. <sighs> And like, like shake his head. He's like, it's her. And I'm like, this virgin. This dude. I thought they were gonna kiss for a second. I thought they were gonna kiss. I was like, this is gonna be dumb. I was gonna I was actually gonna be mad if they kissed. Because that would have been unearned. No, because she like she went from he was stalking her and she was like, get away from me. There's no way she goes from that to like, oh, let me kiss you. But so now that that happened, actually I'll just read the article because I think this it'll help like delve into like what I want to talk about. So Tony Gilroy went in an interview with the Polygon uh, website and he talked about season two. And so he talked about what's going to happen. And he said, uh, the article says to get him to a point, Gilroy says that Andor season two will follow a fairly similar structure to the first season. Gilroy says, we're going to skip a whole year. We come back a year later. Many things have changed and we'll do three episodes and we'll jump a year and we'll do another three episodes and we'll jump a year and we'll come back to the final four episodes. And those episodes will be the last three days really before Rogue One and the final scene of the show will be walking you into Rogue One. Dude. So it sounds like it's going to be year by year. This is not what you were talking about because you thought each episode was going to be like a year of Cassian's life. Yeah, I, I it was something along these lines that I heard, but I guess yeah, this dude that's hype. Well, so my cons- there's two things that I have my concern with, but I guess talking about cereal, um, cereal. I don't know how you say his name. Cereal, cereal, whatever. Karn, I'll call him that. Karn. Um, I think then like where his character will pick up next season, he'll be in like a romantic relationship with Deidre. You because think he'll be romantic, or you think he'll be in the, in the ISB with her? Either or. He'll definitely be in the ISB. But I wouldn't be surprised if he had a romantic relationship with her. Just because if you can do that time jump and you can like say that like that's where the characters are at. I'd be so disappointed in DJ. She she sold out. Yeah, I know. I hope she doesn't. She probably just cucks him like the whole time. Oh, God. No. Um, Yeah, DJ's a boss. Um, I really hope they don't do that because Deidre's been such a boss and like I don't think I can ever see her in a romantic relationship with anybody just based on like yeah I mean I'd be fine if she just stayed by herself yeah I don't need to see her with she's married to the game bro yeah that's honestly all I'd be interested in yeah um but so they talk about like doing like a year later three episodes a year later so we're talking about Mon Mothma too which is that's what concerns me is like if you do a time jump with her it's like I, I don't want them to miss out on her. Like, I want to see the three episodes of her leaving the Imperial Senate. I bet we'll like, see I that. don't. I hope so. I don't want that to be like, oh, yeah, now we're done. Well, Gilroy also said there's going to be more legacy characters. So I think that means, like, we're going to see Bale. We're going to see. I don't know what other legacy characters we I bet we'll. Well, and probably people. I think it means, like, like, characters from the movies. I think we're going to see that guy who's in charge of casting in Rogue One. We're going to see Melshi again. Um. Oh, I, yeah, that guy. I don't remember what his name is. Um. Oh, no, God. I don't either. I'll just look it up. But yeah, yeah. No, I mean it was. So back to the episode, though. I think seeing Karn. I mean, he didn't do anything really. I mean, he saved her. I thought she was going to get her teeth kicked in. I uh, yeah. I was like, wow, this is about to be brutal. Mm-hmm. But then, Lover Boy cereal. Or Cyril came in and saved her. Um, Jimmy Smiths. Jimmy Smiths. That's not the guy's name. Oh, it's oh, it's General Draven. Yeah, that's right. Um, kind of cool if you saw Blue Leader. It would be. I don't know. If it's possible. 
Blue Leader's got the sickest mustache. Oh, Big Star Clive's got a better one. But number two. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite, the music that was playing this episode as well. Like this whole episode was devoted to music. Yeah, basically. That was my favorite. That was probably my favorite bit of the whole episode. This is a really good episode. I don't think it was my favorite of the season. No. I look back and it's hard to pick a favorite. It's easy for me. Aldani. Yeah. The eye of the, the eye. That's what the episode was called. Excuse me. The eye of Sauron. That episode. I've gone back and I've rewatched other episodes, but I haven't rewatched the eye as much as I have. And I think back to that with Lieutenant Gorn and with, uh, Namek and with what was the dude's name that ditched them that was going to ditch Steve Steve Skeen Skeen like I don't, I, I don't know dude I don't think I told you I'm like he's gonna read the manifesto and he's gonna come back what happened at the end of this episode I thought it was at the beginning of the episode I don't know he read that he listened to the manifesto he read the manifesto and now that was a in. really good manifesto it was a really good man it was amazing yeah and like that, it wasn't. Well, I guess it was that we we listen to him listen or watch him listen to the manifesto, and then we have Marva's speech. Her speech was great. It was, and it was yeah, it was really powerful. And then he got big hammer dude clanging away at the gong on top of that tower. <laughs> that dude was a G. That was hilarious. I mean, you just see him kick the stormtrooper out. I wanted to. I wanted to look up Nemec's manifesto. Um, yeah, but from Rick's road, it's long. Um, but I wanted to read it because it was so good. Um, there will be times. There will be times when the struggle seems impossible. I know this already. Alone, unsure, dwarfed by the scale of the enemy. Remember, this freedom is a pure idea. It occurs spontaneously without instruction. Random acts of insurrection are occurring constantly throughout the galaxy. There are whole armies, battalions that have no idea they've already enlisted in the cause. Remember the frontier of the rebellion is everywhere. And even the smallest act of insurrection pushes our lines forward. And remember this, the imperial need for control is so desperate because it is so unnatural. Tyranny requires constant effort. It breaks, it leaks. Authority is brittle. Oppression is the mask of fear. And know this, the day will come when all these skirmishes and battles and these moments of defiance will have flooded the banks of the Empire's authority. And then there will be one too many. One single single thing will break the siege. Remember this. Try. That's That's wild. That's the best dialogue that Star Wars has had. Ever. Yeah. That's such a good, like, just series of lines there. Like, just a script that's been written out there. And it feels so unnatural to have good dialogue in Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. It just feels foreign to me. Yeah. We've never really had good dialogue in Star Wars. I mean, you do. You have bits of it. Like you have it. I mean, the animation like does phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Maul's. Oh, dude. Yeah. Maul's monologue. We don't need going back into that. I mean, same with Dooku and uh, the Sith Lord. Yeah. That's what the episode is called. I had a dream you were watching the Sith Lord again last night. Well, I was watching some of it on TikTok, so that's probably why I had a dream that you were watching it then. But yeah, I think I, I like how all the obviously all of the players had to converge again at one point. But yeah. it's funny because I Cassie and Deidre didn't they never met this season. Yeah, she's like she's looking for him. Mm-hmm. He needs she needs him to find access, but um, he was already there. Yeah. That was crazy, dude. Now one guy turned him in, and then he died. It's like, whoa. Uh, yeah, dude, that dude's a moron. Yeah, I mean, he didn't know he died from the explosion. Yeah, he didn't die from the empire. You kind of see him feeling bad though. Like yeah. as he was listening to Marvel's speech, everybody listening to Marvel's speech was getting rallied up. Like Brasso goes nuts and starts beating everybody up. That one kid chucks his homemade IED. Yeah, that was nuts. That was yeah, because they killed his dad. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, this is how rebellions start. This is what I like, though, because again, the original trilogy, everything's just so happy, and like it doesn't feel like if it, this show actually shows the scale of like the empire. 
in my opinion. And it shows just like how powerful they actually are. Yeah, there's a time and place for a show like this. And it, this was really needed right now. I couldn't do this show like two, three times a year. A show like this two, three times a year. I like having like the Mando fun stuff. Um, and I like having this. Compared to the other two shows that have come out this year. Well, yeah. I'd rather take two of these. Okay, yeah. Okay. Compared to like Boba Fett and Obi-Wan, yeah, I'm going to pick this. But like. I want to talk about Boba Fett because I feel like I bash on it a lot. I don't care. I don't mind Boba Fett's story in the book of Boba Fett. I like it. Like I think back to the flashbacks of him with the Tuscans. Those that's are cool. really that's really good stuff. It's literally everything else that sucks. It's him in the present day, like being a mob bot. Oh, dude, I've never met a le- well. Least... The reason it gets so bogged down is the thing that really pulls the show down. Is those dumb cyberpunk enhancements. It does suck, and that the everybody everybody who has a Star Wars podcast has ragged on that chase sequence. Well, in the final fight scene where the dude like does a 360 and shoots his gun, I have to show it oh, to you. Oh, yeah. That's... I, I saw that again recently. I was like, damn, that actually happened this episode. <laughs> it's just everything Boba Fett does after he takes Jabba's palace is just like... He should have just continued being a bounty hunter or he should have just stuck with Mando. And he was so good in The Mandalorian. I hope he's in season three and I hope he does stuff on Mandalore, but I don't. I don't. I think he peaked in season two. He did. Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. He. There's no better because I think of the first like five minutes of his show where he breaks out of the Sarlacc pit, dude. That was metal. That was so sick. Yeah, seeing him like that was such a good scene. That was so invested after that first episode. Yeah, but I mean, so I don't want to drift too far back to this though. The first episode of Andor is great. I'm so glad they did the first three episodes, though. Yeah, no, I think in a show like this, you it it all depends on like shows that like I think your like perception of a show really depends on how it's introduced to you. Like if Andor is just one episode, I don't think I think you'd like oh it's really good, but like oh it's boring. But like at least you can see like how the show works. It's like oh we have three episode arcs, so then I know what to look forward to in the next. Like okay, the first episode is going to be setting stuff up. Second episode is going to be developing stuff. And then the third one's where the big stuff happens. Yeah. And like Mando is like a kind of episodic adventure of the week thing. That's fine. But like, I don't really know how you help something like Hawkeye or. Well, those are just Obi-Wan too. Those are just movies. Yeah. They're not like season long stories that I actually feel like TV shows. Yeah. But I mean, this was, they say, Tony Gore said like, this is, excuse me, um, each set is a movie. Yeah. Each episode set is like a movie. For the most part. No, I mean, like, I don't know. You look at, like, these last two episodes. They don't really fit in, like, a movie format. They fit more in a TV format. Yeah. But uh, everything else, though, I mean, it works phenomenal. Yeah. I think, like, I'm sorry, but the Aldani episodes, those three episodes. Those are, those are great. They were they were super super good. Now the prison episodes were great as well. Like the prison break, I, I want to rewatch that those episodes again, um, um, specifically the last one, just because that last one was so intense, and I'm so bummed that Kino died. But it's a great way to send off the character. He's Snoke, man. He's going to be Snoke. Yeah, what an idiot. But. I don't know. This is the best Star Wars has been. And I have, I want to disregard animation, of course, because the Clone Wars will still be the best Star Wars show. Yeah. But this is my favorite Star Wars show. Oh, yeah. And like, it's sad that there's only two seasons, but I'm glad just because then there's a finite ending. Yeah. And I don't need it to be dragged out. Yeah. Put a cap on greatness. You don't need it to be. Yeah. I don't need it to be longer. No. No, just for the sake of it being longer. Like when they make stuff longer, just for the sake of it being, oh, more money, better. Do people like it? Make more of it. It's like, no, you need to know when to stop. Yeah. I don't know. I think everything about this show, like, I don't know. There's not a ton that happened in the finale that changed the game too much. Besides Cassian joining the cause. Yeah. I mean, it ends with like that cliffhanger with uh, Luthen. 
we're like he's like kill me then. I don't think he kills him. You don't think he kills him, Cal? <laughs> yeah. No way he doesn't kill him. He has to make it to the next movie. Oh, yeah. But. I'm aware. I'm excited for season two because you talk about legacy characters. I think you're missing the biggest one. Sheev. Well, I hope he shows up because they referenced him in this episode, I think. They did. Yeah. When they talked about the Krieger incident, it's like, oh, we, we just do this to please the Emperor. No. You th- you're thinking Leia? No. Axel? No, it's K2SO. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about him. Because he was supposed to be in the show. They promoted the show with Alan Tudyk and Diego Luna. That's right. I remember someone saying, this is confirmed. K2SO is in season two. It's like, yeah, no kidding. You dingo. Of yeah. course he's in season two because he wasn't in season one. Yeah. Because I remember Alan Tudyk had said, he's like, well, I'm not going to show up in the series, actually, because they hadn't announced the season two yet. Yeah. He's like, I'm not going to be in the show, actually. And then they said there's a season two. And I don't think he said that he was going to show up in season two. But. Oh yeah. What? We're busy. Our dad has just arrived. And you want ham pigs? I don't know, in like 20 minutes. Okay. It's okay. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> he just wants to get back on the pod. Good Lord. Um, but yeah, no, Andor is fantastic. Um, um, yeah, so he said he was Kate, uh, Alan Tudyk said he wasn't going to be in season two. I mean, he said he wasn't going to be in the show at all. And I think he's just trying to find a way to save his tail. Yeah. Revealing information he wasn't supposed to. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if like the first set of episodes for season two was their introduction. And like somehow the, those two joining one another. The thing that bums me out is like I don't know how much more time we're gonna spend on Coruscant in the series. I don't know. We could. We could spend a lot more because like there's a lot more that Mon Mothma can do in the Senate. Well, for how much longer though, when you think of how they just broke up those last episodes, they said the first three is gonna be a year, the second three is gonna be a year, and then the last the last four is three days before Rogue One. So she has to be out of the Senate before um the last four episodes. She has to be up by the last before the second set of three episodes because that's a year before A New Hope. And she's been in the rebellion for longer than a year. I think we'll see it. I think we will see it develop on screen. We will, but it'll only be the first three episodes. But she won't be on course not much longer. Not ever. Luthan will still be there. Oh, I don't know. He might fully commit to now being a part of the rebellion. Not true. I don't know. I do not know. She started thinking a little harder about it. Yeah, but like again, we're gonna see. Okay, maybe just because we don't see, we could definitely see Coruscant with the ISB. The ISB is on Coruscant. I know, but I mean, I wish there was. They don't go to the Senate and that stuff. I think the only stuff that we oh, see. So in the you're Senate, talking about going to the Senate? Yeah, that's like that oh. was like one of the things that like I don't know. I was super interested to see like what yeah. they tie into it. We didn't get to see Tark in the season. Oh, we'll see, we'll see him next season. Yeah, that's probably a legacy character that we'll see. Yeah. Um, we might see Krennic. Actually, we probably will. Yeah. We'll because see. the series, the season ends with the Death Star. Being constructed. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah, I think, I don't remember if we said it, but I mean, it doesn't surprise me, even if we didn't say it, that what Cassian was building was for the Death Star. And that's what killed him. Yeah, that's incredibly poetic that, yeah, what kills Cassian is what he builds. Yeah. But it, I love that it shows the scale of the Death Star, of, like, what they were building were, like, these massive, like, star-shaped objects. And then when, like, you actually see it being built, it's like, Tiny. yeah, it's just minuscule. Which I love that it, Star Wars finally gives, like, a frame of reference. How big the Death Star is. Because, like, Dune did it really well, where, like, the people were, like, down on Arrakis, and, like, you saw, like, the big ships in Dune. And then you see how big the ships are compared to the one in orbit. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Like, that massive, like, donut-shaped ship. Yeah. Like. Toilet paper roll ship. Yeah. So, stuff like that. Just, I'm like, 
this is really good. Yeah. Um, what was I just thinking of something related? Oh, we're gonna see um Sheev and the Senate in Bad Batch. We are, and that's in like just over a month. It's like a like a month and like a week. I like the Bad Batch. I do too. That first episode of the Bad Batch is so good. Well, it is seventy minutes long. It's longer than any other Star Wars TV show. I guess it is, isn't it? Yeah. Shout out, Dave. It's surprising that they were able to make a 70-minute first episode. Because on the rest of the series, kind of, was just like... It's good. It's it was there. decent, but... The last two episodes are fantastic. They were. I wish those ones were just compressed into one episode. And then there's the Cad Bane one. Those ones are good, yeah. Those were really good, yeah. actually. Yeah, that was, I was like, like, well, some I was like the best of the know. season. Those weren't just good, man. Those were pretty great. Well, I, had, I had to think about those ones again. Where they were on... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now that I think about it, it's like we're uh, Crosshair turned on the engine in the Star Destroyer. Yeah. And the Venator. That was sick. That whole scene was sick. That's what I like about that, though, is because I think the animation in that was better than Tales of the Jedi because it looked more cinematic at points in some of Bad Batch. Yeah. 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 They did a lot of things with the camera work the way that like would like pan the camera around all the characters instead of like doing cuts every time. Yeah. That's things that were more cinematic. I'll just never get like the shot in tales of the Jedi Dooku standing in front of the tree by the Jedi temple. I was like, wow, this is, this is awesome. Yeah. I mean, I don't disagree at all, but I mean, when you like look at like one particular shot, yeah, it's great. But do you think, so do you think we'll see how, uh, Jin ends up in prison in season two of Andor. Yeah, we'll pro- we'll probably see her as well. It says it leads up to the final moments before Rogue One, so I wouldn't be surprised if the series ends with them busting her out of prison, out of that like rolling like uh, what the what's no? The- I think well, we're gonna see the Ring of Kafreen, and you're gonna lose all Kafreen, whatever. You're gonna lose all of your marbles when you see that. Yeah, actually, if it does lead up to the final moments, I it'll lead. I think it's going to be casting. I don't think we're going to see them break Jin out. I think we might see Jin with Saw though. Like I can see Luthen visiting Saw, and we see that she has some line, or like she interacts with Luthen, and like, and it's very small, but we see her once because that that falls into the timeline. Maybe does it? No, no I don't think no. it does. Maybe we won't. He, he dumps her, and she's sixteen. Oh yes, maybe we won't see her. And how old is she in Rogue One? She's like twenty-one. Yeah, I don't know. I think or she's like, like if we see her, it's in the first three episodes. Otherwise, I don't think we're going to see her. I think it's too late at this point to even see her. Yeah, true. I think we would have seen her if we were to see her at any point. It would have been with Saw. Yeah, already. In yeah. these, yeah, because he wouldn't get her at this point because the Death Star is already in construction. Yeah, that's why we wouldn't see her. It's already like basically completed. They just have to put the dish in now. True. We see that in Rogue One. Put the dish in. It's a lot of construction, man. Well, so I sit and look at that. I'm like, Jesus Christ, how did you build that in 18 years? Uh, quick answer, slave labor. But this is true. That's literally what they were doing. Yeah. Well, I mean, you how did they assemble it out in space? Uh, they were using Geonosians, and it's in the book Catalyst, which you should read. I should. It's a really, really good book. Mm. It's like, it's, I love Catalyst. It's yeah. really good. I'll have to read it at it, some point. I think it's like outside of Light of the Jedi. It's like one of my favorite Star Wars books I've read. Yeah. I don't know. I've read Light of the Jedi. That's a really good book. Yeah. You'd like Catalyst. I think you should after after watching this season, you should read Catalyst. Anyways. It's a really quick read. I am well aware of this. Anyways. Um Yeah, I just the cons- I don't know though. I think we the potential to see characters from Rogue One, like you'll definitely. I'd be surprised if Tarkin wouldn't show up. I would be surprised Bale will show up. I think uh, Krennic is potential. Krennic's almost a lock. I don't know. It's tough because I mean. Then again, I thought Han Solo and Chewbacca were a lock in Book of Boba Fett. 
Yeah. I don't know. It's it's tough to say. Yeah. I think because if you bring in Krennic, you have to bring in then uh, Galen. That's right. So it the only my question is is how important is the Death Star going to play in and like at what points is it going to be important? I think actually now that we talk about it, I th- I think the more of a lock is um the Grand Vizier. Who? Masamita? No. What's his name? Resemblance character. Oh, Bodhi Rook. I think he's a lock. Oh, because yeah, he's the yeah, one who yeah. he's the one who gives the plans away. He's the one who spills. Yeah, he's the one who spills the beans. So I, said, I wouldn't be surprised if they fleshed more into his character on like why he did it and how he knew about it. I think, and then again, like that guy at the beginning of Rogue One who casting finds like, what do you have to tell me? Like that guy is going to play a role, mm-hmm. and like and like I have something I need to tell you. And that's where we see Cassian running off to. I hope we find out why his arm got broken. I'm kidding. I don't care. Because they were going to climb out. And he's like, my arm's broke. I can't climb. I'm going to kill you. Yeah. So, but um, I think Bodhi Rook, yes, I think he will definitely show up. I think he's more likely than any other character in besides K2SO. And Borgullet. Yeah. But I think he's m- more likely to show up than anybody else. Yeah, the Rogue One crew. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would make the most sense. Yeah, him him showing up would make the most sense. Because, I mean, like, yeah, you always see those acts of, like, people, like, who work for the Empire that are like, this is wrong, I shouldn't do this. But if you actually see it with an Imperial pilot, like, you dive more into, like, his character. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't know, it seemed like Rizamid had fun when he was filming Star Wars. It seemed like the entire cast had fun. Yeah, I've never, like, well, I guess outside of the sequels, but, like. I was going to say, the sequel trilogy actors. They're hated all like, it. They're like, the we're done. We want to be done. Yeah, by the rise of by the time Rise of Skywalker came out, they hated it. But like everybody in the prequels and the originals, like everybody's had a, has a blast on those sets. Well, I th- no, the sequel trilogy actors had fun on the sets at the beginning. At the end, they were like, oh. no, they still had fun on set. It's the it's the promotion. promotion. Yeah, I guess that's right. Promotion. The promo- once they like the final product is out, and they're like, oh. I mean, you still have fun with your friends. That's true. Yeah, that's right. Even on crappy jobs, you still have fun with your friends. You're right. Like, I'm sh- guarantee you, if the prequel trilogy came out today, you'd see them like, oh, George really, he had some interesting lines for my character, this one. Yeah. So, I love how Liam Neeson defends the Phantom Men. It's like, no bother. He's like, I'm really proud of it. It's like, hell I'd yeah. be proud of your work. Hell yeah, Liam. Might be the only one, but. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. It's a waste of a good actor. I don't know if it's a waste because his character is the best character in that movie. Yeah. But I think, though, I don't know. I I don't know what else you can dive into in season two besides, like, Mon Mothma's turn to the Rebellion. Yeah. Um, You'll have to show why I saw is no longer allowed with the rebellion why he's an extremist yeah because it seems like at this point he's still like one of like the crucial points a part of it yeah. um luthan's gotta die he's gotta die at some point i don't think he makes it no not a chance i wouldn't be surprised if cassian killed him that'd be kind of poetic yeah he's hunting luthan be interesting um and then, like, just, like, minor introductions, like the introduction of K2SO. That's I not going to be a minor one. That'll be a pretty big one. Yeah, I guess. But, I don't know, dude. Season one of this show was better than everything else. Yeah. Stands al- alone atop the Disney pile of live-action content. Yeah, we'll have to rank all of our Star Wars. Yeah, we are going to have that because we just did that with Marvel. Yeah, we'll have to rank everything and like just say this is where everything stands. Because I don't think we've done a Star Wars ranking. We have not done it in a while. We'd have to add in all of the TV show. Are we going to do everything? Every, everything animated as well. Yeah. So how I'm do you do- rank seven seasons of the Clone Wars though? Well, you'll just rank the Clone Wars. Jeez, ah, I think TV shows are going to take up a lot of my top half. 
Well, that's, yeah. you, we're not going to like be exclusive with Star Wars. Yeah. No, I know. And I, oh yeah, God, no. I want to do everything that's been under the Disney umbrella, though. It's crazy because like Tales of the Jedi might fall a little lower because of the Ahsoka episodes. But like if it was just the Dooku episodes. Probably be like number three. Yeah. If it was just Dooku. But Visions is going to be high on my list. I cannot say the same, but unfortunately, Resistance and Rebels won't be ranked. I'm watching Rebels. I like it. It's fine. I got to keep chugging through it, though. How far into it are you? Uh, probably halfway through the first season. Oof, duh. Yeah, I got a lot. It's just it's hard to keep up on just because I'm trying to watch other stuff. Yeah. To stay current with. It's real tough being a podcaster, man. But yeah. Um, I showed you that meme yesterday of um, Mando and Andor slamming Kenobi for being the best Star Wars show. It was God of War. Oh, yeah. God of War meme where he's just absolutely clapping. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I It's just weird looking back at the year and saying Obi-Wan is the worst. No, it's always not the worst. I don't know, honestly. That and Book of Boba Fett are like bottom of the barrel for me. Yeah, like the, I again, like I don't care that they. I love Obi Wan and Hayden Christensen. I love Ewan and the, their characters. Yeah, it's just the writing and the story was just like, mm-hmm. what are we doing right yeah, now? Yeah, it's never a great idea. <clears throat> and one of these days, we'll stop talking about it, and complaining about it, but. It's just I just think about all the red flags that we totally ignore because I remember us saying I remember saying it's like I know we've seen a lot of this Inquisitor I really hope they don't make her the main villain of the show and they take away from Vader. They did. They did. Yeah. And it's no. And it, again, it is no offense to the actress. She did what was given with her. She was. She did as good as she could have done with what was given to her. It's uh, not paper. Her, her character makes sense. Her paper. Her, yeah. But like in trans, like when it doesn't translate to the screen for me. <laughs> no. Like, it makes sense that, like, she was a Jedi that Anakin tried to kill. Yeah. She was, like, a Padawan, and he didn't, and she becomes an Inquisitor. And then it was a cool twist that, like, he knew. He was like, I know who you are. It's like, of course he does. He's Darth freaking Vader. Yeah. But, I mean, just everything else about that, like... He should have killed her when she... <clears throat> Some characters just don't fit in Star Wars. Yeah, that's a bummer. I just... It's, it's, just, it's just how it happens. And, like, I don't know. I think if... You just kept it focused on Obi Wan and Anakin. Tale of Two Cities. You did a Tale of Two Cities with them. I don't know. It's weird because I mean, they tried to focus on so many other characters and like their stories in Obi Wan, but it didn't play out. And again with Andor, they there's six different characters that I'm invested in. I'm invested in Luthen's character. I'm invested in Cassian's character. I'm invested in Mothma's character. I'm invested in Deidre's character. I'm invested in Karn's character. Yeah. I'm curious to see what they do with his mom. Like his mom, like Karn's mom is like, oh my god, she's like Uncle Hollow got you this job, Uncle. We don't still any any know anything about that yet either. Yeah, you thought it was going to be Partigas. Do we think we'll ever go back to the plot line of Cyril or um, Cyril uh, Cassian's sister? Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough to say. Yeah, it'd be interesting if we did, but I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't have anything else. Mm, no, I don't either. Yeah. Um. We will. That's season one of Andor, though. I'm excited for season two. Yeah. Yeah. Season two is going to be insane. We have Bad Batch coming up in January. Then we have Mando and then we will have Ahsoka. For Star Wars content, yeah. Yeah, and okay. Visions, which I want to cover. So it's like 15-minute episodes that you can all right, watch. All right, all right, all right, all right. I don't know. I think Visions is like top six Star Wars. Oh, God, I could not disagree with you more. But yeah, you who's only seen three episodes. I watched The Village Ride. I watched The Ninth Jedi. I watched The Elder. I watched The Duel. I watched um, um the... Did I say the village bride already? I don't. I'm surprised you don't like the ninth Jedi. It's it's good. I think it's phenomenal. I mean, like, yeah, it's 
you could say predictable that like everybody else was a Sith Lord and she wasn't expecting that. I still think it's a great twist though. Yeah, it's good. I, I just, it just doesn't speak to me. I don't know. It bums me out. That's one of the things that I would have gotten wrong. You thought I would have loved the ninth Jedi. Probably. I know. Like we're talking about this. Like if we're like the other one's dead, <laughs> I would have <laughs> known that. I would have known that the duel that not the duel. Um, actually, I probably would have thought the duel would have been your favorite one, but I thought the elder would have been close behind. I gotta rewatch because I know yeah. how horny you get for like ancient Sith lore. Yeah, I do. Um, I think that my issue with the duel honestly isn't even with the stuff itself. It's with all of the stupid reels that people make on like. It's like all of like the edits and the stupid like TikTok music that they do to it. I hate it. I, I love I, it. I hate them. It's, I'm like, stop. This means that all these normies get their hands on this good content. They're like, Ooh. I like seeing other people's creativity. Yeah, but it's not creative though. I don't think it's creative because like, okay, like everybody does this cut sequence. Everybody uses this music. Like you're just copying and pasting it into Star Wars. I don't mind it. I think it's fun because it, it makes me go back and rewatch those episodes then. maybe i'll go back and rewatch the duel honestly it's it's up there it's it's either that or the elder for me and the big chasm between that and everything else but the only reason i like the duel so much is because it's like what star wars was intended kurosawa film mm-hmm. just because it's in black and white yeah all right i gotta go pee all right well we'll see you back uh Either with Star Wars ranking or with a movie review coming up. Yeah, we will see you when we see you. Yes. All right. And with that, see you next week. The Force be with you. <laughs>